Hello everyone and welcome to the Misty Music Podcast where myself and David give each other albums to listen to every week and this is my turn and I have brought Iggy Pops the Idiot. I should introduce you first David, don't no, that's fine. You did, you mentioned my name so it's... I mentioned you, yeah. yeah. That's fine. So uh, last time David had converted me to an R.E.M. fan. Brilliant. Through through Green, and my suggestion this time is the 1977 album The Idiot by... I'll go, I'll go with Fabulous, Iggy Pop. Mm-hmm. I'll be the judge of that. You'll be the judge of that, yeah. Although I've got a prediction. <laughs> Don't let me forget, because I've got, got a prediction, prediction how I'm going to feel about this. I've got a prediction. Okay. Yeah. Good, good. So, um, I like that. The Idiot. I don't even know where to start, because this album is fucking huge for me. I, I think this is... As close to a perfect album as I think I'll ever find. Mm, so it's big up there. It's wow. big for me up so there. So it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like in the at the top of the mountain, basically. You know, that's, you know, I, it's got to maybe be among, among a few others, you know, scattered yeah, about, the, scattered about the, the summer. Times prob- <laughs> yeah, probably swings sometimes. I'm like, I've never heard a better album than this. You know, yeah, so, yeah, so it, yeah. swing, it swings definitely for me. And I'm sure... This will give us quite a lot to talk about because mm-hmm. there's connections with with Bowie yeah. and for me the Velvet Underground, all that. There's that whole era, uh, uh, this kind of pocket of rock. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, where it started with for me easy easy to answer and probably one I've repeated quite a few times. It was from my dad, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So this is absolutely his bag and his era. And um, listening to this album in the car, and when I was younger, we would go through uh, usually FOP in, in 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 Edinburgh, and my dad was always one when we were in record shops to pick up an album, even if he had it, and be like, "This is a good album. This is a good album." <laughs> Just to try so, to educate uh, you, yeah, absolutely, so, yeah. Get it burned into uh, your brain, you know the what it looks like, and <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So it, if it would be, re- you know, it'd be a recollection, and along with the album cover for this. I mean, it's it's an iconic album cover. You must have seen that before. Have you seen? Had you seen? Mm, maybe, but if I had, it definitely didn't have any, any sort of impact on me. So, wow. Well, it's quite iconic, I suppose, right, to a okay. lot of people and a lot of people that that. Uh, Sorry, I've just taken that, something that's so precious yeah, to you. I know, just kind oh, of reduced yeah. it to yeah, it's a picture. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's quite, it's quite. Uh, yeah. yeah, the way he's holding his hand out because he's got his hand. It's a striking album. He's got his hand one way, another hand other way, kind of thing. Doing this yeah. kind of thing, isn't he? In this weird kind of position. Yeah, kind of contorted. I did look at pose. it. I did look at it for a wee bit and just to see what the background looked like and what was going on, and obviously the the light shining right on him. And yeah, you know, so. yeah, and he's a kind of peculiar looking guy, yes, isn't I, he? I would say so. So it was always quite fascinating to me. So listening to these tracks on this album is just an absolute staple in my childhood childhood and kind of musical background. It was quite an easy one to pick and because, well, we spoke about this quite quickly uh, on the last podcast. You know, Michael Legg gave us three albums, one, you know, to talk about when he came on, one you were was green yeah. that, that you'd heard mm-hmm. and I'd obviously heard the idiot and we ended up going with the soft boys so it was when you picked green this was a wee bit of a push for me to 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 pick, pick finish the, the trilogy so finish the trilogy <laughs> uh-huh. yeah you're right <laughs> kind of general take on this album is it's a nighttime album absolutely it's <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, it's a nighttime yeah, yeah, yeah. album yeah it's um 
it's it's not a sunny a sunny day album. It's not a summer album. Well, what's so, this um, January eleventh? We're recording this this and yeah, in a cold so it's Scotland tonight. You know, dark yeah. cold Scotland. No, that I'm suggesting yeah. these songs would suit Scotland. They suit more like New York, the New York dirty streets of the seventies. You know, than than Scotland. But yeah. you know, but uh, no, but it, it it transcends well because I, I can picture some of the London vibe mm-hmm. with, with with the Bowie influence and stuff, mm-hmm. and it it does it does translate well to how exactly. January and everything feels <laughs> so uh, mixed things I get with this album it, it's sleazy as fuck yes absolutely <laughs> it is it is beautiful in my opinion in places mm. it's uh, very sexy dirty sexy yes ominous uh, I think um, dangerous yeah. sexy yes yeah it's not it, there is a dangerous sexy there's kind of wee sad, almost tendery moments, very disturbing some of the sounds and mm-hmm. lyrics. Dark, again, soft, poetic, very poetic. It gets called quite, it gets pegged into the kind of arty rock that was like about at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, very masculine, my opinion. Aye. So it's a very form of masculine album to me, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of in a, in a nutshell. It, it it coincides very well, I think, with my opinion on on Iggy or James Osterberg, as we could <laughs> we should when I was sick with Iggy. Well, that Dinah um, Dinah Shore interview that you sent me, she was yeah. she was calling him Jimmy and Jimmy. And and he then, said, "Thank you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, "Thank you." Of course, you can. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> so it, it it goes well with what I think about Iggy, and it is that kind of conflict between highs and and lows. Soft and hard as fuck. Um, uh, and like he's really gentle when he's really articulate and kind of well educated and also mm-hmm. sleazy and gets compared. <laughs> I hate I hate the trailer trash, but that was his kind of background. So it's a weird, right conflict. Can I just and then it's like yeah. Can I just interject slightly there because I, I normally would look into the background of who are who are talking about. And I've not done this. I've just actually just been listening to the album like a lot. And um, you know the clips that you sent me were really helpful because I mean even the live performances were really cool to hear the differences mm-hmm. you know. Um, but what's what's his deal? Where's he from? What's 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 the deal with Iggy Pop? Where's he? I think he's middle Midwest middle America, or something. Yeah, which yeah. yeah, I think it is Midwest. Right, right, okay. Um, and then I think when he was a wee bit older, kind of went into the New York, and he was kind of about at the right, okay. with, with the Velvet Underground scene that he was kind of right, right, about right. then. So he's moved uh, into the city basically from yeah. wherever you know. Ah, okay. But, by all accounts, a very loving background. Even right. though they didn't have very much, he was very encouraged by his by his parents. And I think oh, in their, their trailer that they had, I think there was one bedroom and in, in one interview that I've read is that they gave up their bedroom for him to get a drum kit. Oh, that's that's, you know, that's, so that's really nice. It's, it's really, it's quite, I think it was a really nourishing kind of background, mm. you know, which is oh, interesting yeah. considering the kind of, path he took yeah. you would think it was a destructive and and, and what yeah, but, but no no it's, it's it seems to be the opposite so yeah that's my kind of brief brief vibe with um, with, with, with this album so without telling me what you think about it can you get at, can you go back a wee bit and just tell me what you what you knew again I, I mean, I alluded to it slightly at the end of the REM episode last time. Everybody knows Iggy Pop. Everybody knows who yeah. he is. Nobody knows what he looks like. 
Um, you know, we'll know a couple of songs. Obviously, Lust for Life is huge. Um, but maybe, quite possibly, Lust for Life, I wasn't aware of it until the 90s when Trainspotting. Yeah. You know, it's possibly that's when it really... I would imagine that was the first time I'd heard it, you know. Um, possibly. Certainly, certainly up with the time, it was it was really in my consciousness anyway. Um, and then you've got the kind of 80s stuff like Wild Child and all that. I know that was a cover and all that, but, you know, it's still that, yeah. that kind of... That kind of, you know, the when everybody went really kind of that way, you know, including Boy, you know, went really yep. kind of like commercial and, and glitzy and poppy and overproduced. So there, there's there's things I know about them, but no, but in terms of actually knowing about them, I know very little, you know, about them really, you know, in terms of musically and and um, like I say, we, we we touched upon the fact that he's got that radio show, and I do listen. Yep. I, I, often I'm working weekends and I'll be driving home and he he it'll be on. You know, and I'll, I'll have it on as he's 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 talking through things and stuff, and um, I always think he seems like a a, a good guy. You know, he seems like yeah. one of the good guys. I don't know if that's the truth. I don't know if he's a horrible <laughs> person. I've got no idea. But it seems, of all any time I've heard him speak, he always seems to be likable. You know, certainly yeah. and engaging. You know, um, I mean, come back to the Dana Show interview with Boy and and Iggy. You know, the one in the seventies. You know. Um, at times it was just like, oh God, somebody just shut the fuck up and answer the question. You know, at times because the two of them were just fucking about, you know, especially Bowie. <laughs> you know, oh, just fuck up. I have got a bit of a problem with David Bowie at times um, when he's getting interviewed. Okay. I think he can talk the power of absolute shite. Yeah. Um, and I do struggle with him sometimes, but then when he talks in the way I want him to talk, <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy I, it. I, I, <laughs> It's so interesting because I so know what you mean. Yeah. Because sometimes I can be really moved, mm-hmm. and it's so powerful yeah. and and insightful and and all that. And then other times, yeah, it's kind of shallow and shite. Yeah, and uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but Iggy, back to Iggy, I suppose, because um, this is the point. Um, despite Boy being heavily in, um, involved in this album, um, aye, that was pretty much it. So I don't really, I don't didn't have any really preconceptions about him being good or bad it wasn't like a when I think I get part and go I don't go oh, I can't be bothered and of course you've got raw power stooges and all that that I should have mentioned that you know I've heard I want to be your dog and things like that you know and yeah and um you know some some songs off raw power but um but never delved in never actually for not for any reason that I didn't hear what like what I heard it was just I don't know just one of the things I never really really went any further yeah. you know I'm quite surprised because it, for me, um, it is it's so pivotal for so much of the music I listen mm-hmm. to, and probably some of the stuff you do. Absolutely. Even 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 just I know we will talk about it a lot. Even just like the stuff with Boy, you mm-hmm. know how totally how it's like the beginning of all that, which yeah. I know you're into. Uh-huh. So um, so yeah, I was quite surprised with that. But um, will I will I go for my prediction? Go for your prediction, yes. I think I was driving home this afternoon thinking, right, I'm going to make this prediction. I think I'm going to put it out there, and I'm a bit nervous now that I've actually come to say the words. I think this album has not just blew your socks off, I think they've set your socks on fucking fire. Do you think so? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Do you want me to start talking about yeah, my yeah, feelings about it? Yeah, go on. Yeah. <laughs> I've been fighting with this album. Oh, right, okay. And it's not, it's, it's because it, it's the problems with me, right? 
The problem is with me. Yep. I am. I think we even talked about off off before we started recording how, you know, I've got to just find a fight in things. You know, I, yeah. I, I've got to, I've got to kind of, yeah, I've got to pick conflict in things. You know, at times, not not in a a, a confrontational way, but um, necessarily. But I've got to kind of, oh, aye, but you know that kind of thing. So, um, when I first listened to it, I was like. This is, a, this is a David Bowie album. You know, when Sister right. when Sister Midnight came on, I'm like, okay, the start of it sounds exactly like the start of fame. You expect that yep. to come in, doesn't obviously the sister, you know, the, the main groove in Sister Midnight comes in, you know. Um and Iggy starts singing in a very low kind of baritone yeah. register. You know, we'll come to the individual tracks, obviously. And I'm like, he kind of sounds a bit like boy. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, what's the fucking point then? So my fight okay. er, er, started, er, originally was like, you've got, and then I obviously looked at looked up there and boy had written like pretty much the entire album, give or take. And obviously, Iggy writing the lyrics, obviously on top. And I'm thinking, this sounds, this is 1977 and it sounds like boy in 1977. So what's the point in this album existing? Well, Low came out at the same time. The same time. Just, it was, it was the just the same time. time when it, it was January or something that year or something. Yeah. When it, yeah. So I'm thinking, and this isn't, this isn't, a, and, and when I was thinking about it, I was thinking, this isn't a diss on Iggy. This is actually a diss on Bowie because you've repeated yeah. yourself and you're, and you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're repeat, repeated yourself and, and obviously you're handed over to Iggy and he's singing over the top. And I'm thinking, right, okay, aye, ah, right. I, I think what I was expecting, I think when I first first listened to it, was I was expecting Iggy Pop. I was expecting. I didn't know to what extent David Bowie was involved in this album actually until mm-hmm. I listened to it and I thought, wait a minute. And then I checked it out, you know, and I went, oh, right, okay, this is making a hell of a lot of sense. Um, but I was expecting. I'm saying expecting a gay pop album. I don't even know what an gay pop album was before I listened to this. To be honest, you know, in, a, in the proper sense, but I was I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting what I deemed to be a David Bowie album with a gay pop singing on it. And I think that immediate feeling was a bit of disappointment. Okay. Um. So I kind of fought with it. I was kind of a bit like, oh, that's. And then you know, as the album progressed, I was like. There's certain bits in this, like I've heard that kind of line and that kind of thing on on Heroes on Low, even on Station to Station and things like that. And I'm like, it's, and I get it because obviously that's the that's where he was at that period in his you know his career. But I just thought it was repetitious in terms of David Bowie has repeated himself. So this is where I, I get to the point where I've got to pick a fight, and I'm thinking David Bowie's one of my favorite favorite artists, right? Yeah. And I think he's a genius, and he is a genius. Yeah. And I hold him to a higher standard than than everybody else. Then, if I'm going to call you a genius, I'm going to hold you to a higher standard. And that higher standard should be that why are you repeating yourself? Especially David Bowie, who's got this kind of I always change. He's you know he moves forward, and he's he's. Anyway, so it felt to me at that time. This is me just like absorbing it for mm-hmm. the first time, not all the way through, just the first. Certainly, certainly, Sister Midnight. Anyway, certainly when that came in, I thought oh, that's about. Anyway, the album progresses, and and I thought, yeah, it seems to me more like a David Bowie album that does an Iggy Pop album. Um, because there's even at points, there's there's, I think on even on um, 
night clubbing. He sounds identical to David Bowie. I actually thought David Bowie was singing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked up and I thought maybe maybe he sings on this one, and and Iggy comes in later. And I thought right, no, and I went no, I think it looks like David Bowie's just doing backing vocals and things like that, and um, in terms of vocal. So I thought again, what what, what is the point in this? I'm I'm kind of losing the point in this being an Iggy Pop album, almost to the point where I'm thinking, see if it just been called something else. It was a two of them mm-hmm. collaborated and called it something else. Maybe a bit more like, okay, whatever. So, I wrestled with all that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm an arse, right? I'm an arse, I can't just listen to music. Sometimes I've just got to tear it apart and go, and not even think about if I'm enjoying it or not. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. So I'm, I'm a, you probably don't because I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> no, I think I get what you mean. But... Um, I mean, I think that's it. I mean, and then and we looked at the, the kind of looked at the the personnel. And then Carlos Alomar's playing on. I'm like, fuck's sake! It's even the same guitarist as on Boys' albums. You know what I mean? It, even yeah. get a different fucking guitarist just to, to do something different. But I get it. He's working with people he's comfortable with, and he knows, and he knows he can get a certain sound from, and all that. So, um, but I thought to myself, right, just. Stop being a dick, right? Put all that aside, right? We, we, you, all everything I've just said, you know, just, 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 and it was another voice just says, just get out the fuck. Does, it doesn't really matter. Just listen to the music, uh-huh. and I can't stop listening to this album. <laughs> right? It's it's better. I would say it's actually better than some of boys out seventies output as well. One hundred percent. You know, I, th- I think it. I think it could replace. Maybe three albums certainly in the seventies in mm-hmm. that era, um, and I love Low. I love Low, and I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's necessarily replaces Low. I don't know, but I'm not really thought about it that much. I mean, because the second side, I love the synth stuff, and the second side, I think it's just yeah. some of the most ah, uh, you know, brilliant uh, synth music I've heard. Um, but I can't stop listening to this album, and and I'm I'm enjoying it every time I listen to it. And the fact that it's that that every song's basically get one groove, pretty much, you know, yeah. through the whole song, but yeah. it, it seems to work. Um, and 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 I'm and I'm 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 searching for the vinyl for it to buy it because I need to own it. Uh, I just yeah. I just made my piece with all the shite, all the kind of like the original. I think what 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 I came from doing is being honest. That was my honest reaction to it when I first heard it. You know, um, I was like, I've heard this before, to a degree, obviously. Um, so again, what's the point? But again, there is a point because when you just strip all that back and just listen to what's actually happening in the album, happening on the album, with Iggy's lyric writing, um, the the actual uh, performance, uh, lyrics vocal, uh, Iggy's vocal, sorry, and the instrumentation and the way it's been actually put together. And the production is fucking superb. It sounds so thick, sounds so warm. Yeah. It just sounds great. So the whole album sounds fucking great. And you're thinking, yep. how can you get a, you know, in some of these songs, like an eight minute song out of this, basically this one groove just going on and on and on. But they fucking manage it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Dum Dum Boys exactly. and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they yeah. manage it. And 
and again, it's one of these albums that that you can still keep teasing things out of and go, oh, that, oh, that, look at listen to that thing in the background that I never heard before. There's so much layering going on, particularly when we come to China Girl. I mean, the layering, the vocal, the the instrumentation layering on that is fucking Absolutely. insane. You know yeah. um, what the what they managed to put in, but find the space for everything because that's not easy. When you start laying things on, you start to lose things. But they, you can hear everything. You know, if you just l- listen, it's all there. Everything I could listen to that that the music on that on a loop yeah, forever. Yeah, aye, it's it's, it's it, it is outstanding. So this is absolutely an excellent album. Without a doubt, it's an excellent album. So not quite blowing my socks off originally. No, like setting them on fire. But it's blowing my socks off. It probably has singed them a wee bit. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that, though, because it's similar to what I'm saying about, like, what I says about the REM. It's, I'm I'm fighting against what my prejudices, Mm -hmm. what I thought they were, and is this just, no, and then I don't want to, I don't want to say I love them and what, Uh but no, this album is awesome. And I think, where where you've dived into with the, with the, complications with is it uh, sounding familiar with a lot of the boy stuff it's right to ask because in in my opinion there's a lot of things boy ripped off with the velvet underground Mm -hmm. with with, you know and and i think there's some of the songs like um, on this album sounds like velvet underground day and and you know Bowie was kind of famous for that mm-hmm. with taking bits from Mark Bolin and yeah, yeah, and, uh-huh. and 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 everything. So and taking stuff from Andy Warhol when from when he went he went to go see Pork, which was was playing in London, and taking these wee bits and understanding the machine a wee bit better. But he, the, I suppose, the the good thing that he did was know how to turn that out into something that was new and yeah. something that was different yeah. and mm-hmm. and maybe. A, more appealing mm-hmm. than somebody like Iggy could ever be. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think what I, I always and when I was growing up, always assumed like Iggy and Bowie were friends. You know, mm. it was like, and I'm sure that they were to to, to a point, but that I think there definitely was manipulation in there with how mm. how what what they could get from each other, and sure. you know, like he got like Iggy got more. Um, like more focus on him because of Bowie, mm-hmm. because of Bowie, sorry, and because I mean you've seen it in that interview that I sent you. Um, you know they they want to talk to him as well when he's like I don't want to talk, ah, and I even by even by <laughs> yeah, and even by saying that it makes it more. Ah, it, it, it makes it, it like it's like no, do talk to me, ah, draw yeah, attention yeah, to yeah, it's yeah. a weird ah, kind of. But at the same yeah, time, I, yeah. yeah, but at the same time it allowed it allowed Iggy to have that kind of recognition and don't tell me that Bowie wasn't aware that at that time, you know, Iggy was like an underground mm-hmm. kind of god for for a want of a better word. And he knew that he was breaking ground with the Stooges and it was that proper violence. I mean he was like self mutilating mm-hmm. on stage and, mm-hmm. and, and it was like wild uh, with the Stooges. And then and even I don't want to keep kind of going on about it, but the, the thing with Lou Reed as well that they're all connected and how mm-hmm. well, obviously he did Transformer, and mm-hmm. I think it was a weird give and take, but I think Bowie benefited the most from it. 
in my opinion. Yes, well, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Um, because, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, obviously he's cool. His cool stats went up, obviously work mega pop probably as well, you know. Yeah. I mean it's like, you know, that like you say, an underground artist and all that. So I it was shrewd. You know, I think I yeah. think there's there's no doubt about it, you know, and and I mean I think through his entire career, boy, he was always had his eye on what was what was happening at the time, you know, and and always wanted to, you know, a bit of it from for himself and all that. And that I, th- I think that's okay, that's fine, like I say. But I think um but I suppose coming back to the point, I, I think there's some things that that boy, if you want to say, um, does better on this album than he does on his own album. So, um, do you know what I mean? There's certain songs on here, like, see if you just replace that on Heroes or that on Low, that would be better. <laughs> you know, kind of, you know. So yeah. I think he's he's actually better on this album than he is in, in a lot of his own. Like I said, I said at the start, I like, get that. You know, I, I could replace this this album with yeah, this is maybe better than than a few that a few. I get um, that. Maybe just a different having a different role when the, the making of music yeah. just allowed them to be a different. Maybe you know. I could could have been you know I, you know it's just like yep to be to to be I to be that different. Um, but the, the the good thing about it is is and the thing I I, I can I, I that's what I'm saying going back to that when I when I when I had that vibe when I listened to the album first it was a resentment towards Boy it was not even a shred um, towards. Uh, Iggy, especially when nightclubbing comes in and it sounds like Bowie, I was like, "Is that Bowie telling him to say that?" You know, and I'm blaming him, and I'm saying, "Just this is this is the way," because he's producing the album. Is like, is he telling yeah. Iggy sing like this? And um, and I was starting to go, oh, "I think Bowie's controlled this album far too much." You know, that's because it's his sound and it's his. Blah, blah, blah. But again, when I wipe all that away, when I just go fuck it, you know, you don't know anything about David Bowie prior, previously, or Iggy Pop. This is just music. Just fucking listen to it, David. You know, and I had to kind of yeah. just tell myself just to fucking stop being political about the fucking thing. You know, and <laughs> I just listen to it. And I do. I, I think it's fucking excellent. I really Good. do. I'm I glad. Really do. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. And and I thought it would have been a lot easier for you just mm. to to see it for the, the great bits Aye. of it. But if it as long maybe as maybe I was just in one of the fucking weird moods that you know just. Uh, uh, I don't know. It just hit me the first. So I started fighting it. I don't know, but yeah. um, but I was like, I was in the gym this morning. Had it on um, nine o'clock this morning. I know it's like it was daylight, but it was daylight in Scotland, so it's pretty dark. Yeah, anyway, exactly. You know, so. <laughs> um, yeah. And he had it on the gym, and I was like, yeah, this is this is fucking fantastic. You know, it's not it's not what you call workout music, but it because it's just no, I can see it. You can see it, can't you? Because it is yeah, really, it, yeah. it's really heavy. It's really fat. You know, and. Uh, it was just it just suited it, you know. Um yeah. so I am um do, do you know what's weird? Sorry, I know I've but we're not even getting into the tracks yet, but no <laughs> what's so weird about about this as well. And I think you kinda touched upon it a wee bit, how you were surprised that maybe we Iggy, certainly that I'd no hadn't delved further, you know, certainly even with the Stooges and things like that. Mm. Um But I Having heard this and heard this album and, and the, even the way it sounds and boys have you know you know writing on it, I don't know why it passed me by. Do you know? Because that yeah. pe- that period of that that period in boys, uh, you know, his history. I, I love that period. You know, I think that's a that's one of my favourite eras, um, if not my actual favourite. You know, so why did this slip by me? I don't. I've got no idea. I, I don't. No one ever 
probably told me or something I never spoke to anybody enough to find it oh right really oh right okay I'll go and check it out or even the boy documentaries that I've seen that when they talk about that period never really talk about see if they did just said oh right it did this and played some of the the, the, the Iggy stuff and all I remember all that oh right oh right okay and my, you know I just knew they, they kind of I know, and I remember seeing the footage, you know, of, of him playing guitar with him on, you know, on stage yeah. and things like that. So I knew, I knew he toured with him and all that. I just didn't know to what extent the involvement was, you know. So yeah. I kind of just, I guess, it just passed me by, you know. So, but it yeah. doesn't make any it's fucking sense to me. It does. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember, um, and uh, correct me if I remember this wrong, but I remember. Uh, when we were working together, I'd, we were talking about Bowie, mm-hmm. and we were talking about about different al- what eras we liked mm-hmm. and, and and stuff. And we were talking about the you. I think you started talking about the eighties albums, and I said about China Girl, mm-hmm. and I don't think you'd heard. I hadn't heard. Iggy's. No, I hadn't. I think. I, and I'm like, aye, because I think after that, I didn't see. I had no idea. Right, I had no idea yeah. that was that was on this album on on an Iggy yeah. Pop album. Um, you know, and uh, I was all oh, right, okay, right, right, and and it, it was either after that or later on I, I did listen to China Girl, so I had I had yeah. heard it, and I went, oh, it's very very different, but I just listened to it, and I thought, okay, cool, it's a dollar version, I just left it at that, but obviously doing this podcast, you listen to it, and fucking yeah. wow, wow, it's yeah, yeah, I can't wait see, to talk about nah, it actually. Well, at this moment in time, it might be my favourite, but but yeah. but but there's there's a few contenders, man, because there's yeah. some some great shit on this, man. So good, you know, good. Uh, and uh, like lots of you know, we say about the influence, and that I mean, I know you, I know you, you there'll be ones that you'll probably know as well, but like Grace Jones does a like a kind of. I don't know, famous a, a big cover in nightclub in and oh really course, I didn't know that yeah oh, yeah really? she, she well well all hers are covers eh? so it's like uh, yeah it's quite a a, a, a well known cover I would say and then obviously Boy did China Girl himself and mm-hmm. I think Nine Inch Nails have covered nightclub in ah they sampled it I just read nah. that on closer yeah because when it was the, the, the yeah. beat I was like, of course it's the same fucking the same sound you know. Yeah, Susie Sue, and then you can see, and I think REM I read. I didn't. I've never heard this, but REM do a cover of Fun Time. Oh, really? Mm. Apparently, yeah. So I thought I'll have to check that out. Listen to that, aye. And and you can hear the influences that I, I think this album particularly had on bands like like Joy Division yeah, and totally. and all that. Totally. It's just that goes right hand in hand. And then of course Iggy's worked with. A lot of people. He's done a lot of things with a lot of folks. So I'm, I'm guessing they've all been influenced. He's like they did the album with Josh. I always want to say home, home, homey, home. I think it's Josh home, homey or homey, homey, homey. Yeah, uh, and even even on my Spotify the other day, it came up in a song that he'd done with a, a, a singer I like, Cat Power. So I think it's a new one. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah, it must just be that influence. And then the, I always remember the stories of when Madonna got inducted at the Hall of Fame. He made she made this like Iggy play because she was outraged that that they hadn't been inducted oh, really? into the Rock of Fame. So it's just that it's a weird mash. Of, um, I people it, people kind of reaches he's reached. And, ah yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. So for him being like what really was I mean the Stooges were like grotesque, mm-hmm. violent. Like he, what he would do to himself, knocking teeth out, and I was talking about that in that these interviews and stuff. Mad, right? Yeah, because I think like, it's, it's, did they did they say that? Um, it was the boy actually mentioned that, didn't he? he? Said when I 
heard the Stooges. I was like, yeah, I think he, 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 you know, he liked them. But when he saw them, right. he was a bit turned off by how violent it was. You know, yeah. you know them actually on stage. You know, I think so. He said they saw a video or something or, or whatever it was, yeah. and they thought, oh, you know, it was it wasn't quite what he was into, kind of thing. You know. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what the point I was making, but he's. The I mean I think he was one of the first to do like stage diving mm-hmm. and then he's just known for that like yeah. just chucking himself about and so it, it's weird that you can go from that but still have appeal to somebody like Madonna now yes. or Aye. you know it's strange to have that underground kind of cult status which he probably had in the, in, in the late sixties and, yeah. and with the Stooges and even being in that and having any kind of slightly mainstream vibe where aye. it goes to totally aye aye you're right um, and even if you take it a bit more extreme um, Slayer you know the thrash metal band they covered um, Stoogie songs as well you know what I mean hey, and so it can right. go that extreme or it could go with honour it could go do you know what I mean it's so it's hey. yeah, absolutely yeah kind of fascinating I think that's a kind of tribute to just how odd Iggy is mm-hmm. yeah you know what, how- what was interesting about um, watching the performance of Fun Time and um, Sister Midnight is mm-hmm. they were they took on a different energy certainly live um, it was it was you know probably a bit more what you would ex- maybe expect Iggy to be doing not so necessarily much the, the, the you know the, the pace and the, the, the aggro but it just, just with him and his moves and his stage moves and you know yeah. the way he throws himself into it and just it, just, it was a wee bit raw and even with boys singing, you know, um, in the in the back and stuff, it was all a bit kind of a bit more raw, um, overall. And and, yeah. and if I'd saw that, I'd, I'd probably be a bit more like, oh, are you okay? Um, as being more sounds just a bit more like Iggy, I, I suppose. What I would expect yeah. to be, but again, you had that visual in that puts things in your head, doesn't it? When you're listening, just True. then you're just listening to the music, you know, you might hear something different, you know. True. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um... Uh, going to the track list, and like he says before, it's only eight tracks, and I think it comes in at like 30, 38 minutes or something. Yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not huge. So, um, uh, yeah, we've got Sister Midnight, Nightclubbing, Fun Time, Baby, China Girl, uh, Dum Dum Boys, Tiny Girls, and Mass Production. It's only eight tracks, and they were all written, like you said, by Bowie and, and, and Bowie and Iggy. Um, and I think it was written and recorded at the same time. It wasn't. It was all done at the same, same time. time. It wasn't coming in, um, coming into that, um, coming in with with different stuff. And like you said, there's quite a few um, people that contributed to it. You know, Visconti. Um, I did some mixing. The, the mixing. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, boy, obviously did the the keyboards because you see him playing live on it. Mm-hmm. Bits of guitar, the saxophone, of course, Aye. and the glockenspiels and the xylophones mm-hmm. and 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 all that in the production, of course. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's a few folk playing drums and, and bass. Probably um, could list them, but I won't. That's fine. <laughs> I won't. Uh, Everybody's yeah, getting so, internet, you know. So <laughs> yeah, they can go in and look properly. We've talked about the main, the main, the main gang. So yeah, we've talked a wee bit about Sister Midnight. Uh, it's see, see when it, when I put this on the first time after I'd suggested this to you, I had a laugh to myself because the way he sings on this track is exactly how you did your impression last week <laughs> and I was like this is Aye. when David puts us on for the first time he's going to go yeah this is just 
how I expected. Aye, because it it's, it's, like it's like old man Iggy Pop the way he sings that, and it? it's like, yeah. oh, it's just the midnight. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, <laughs> um, as opposed to that kind of more. Ah, the, the one is his voice, his voice is more aggro and kind yeah. of thinner and up, 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 up higher, you know. And like, like you say, it has got that repetition, which we'll, we'll probably say quite a lot for a lot of the tracks. It is that that groove through right yeah, through. Yeah, it doesn't really break. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I mean, uh, the line that I love is, "I'm I'm a breakage inside." I fucking I think that's so a brilliant day. line. I just love it so much. <laughs> And the guitar, the guitar, well, I like the guitar textures after the the vocal finishes, you know, um, no, because it's obviously Colin's sister midnight, you know, it goes through, yeah. Colin's sister, you know, and then when it stops, these guitar bits come in, and and they're just, it's 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 not really like a lot of riff, but it's just like textures, but they sound really really full, and then the synth bits in the background, it's just hard to talk about these songs. It's you know, this bit does this, then there's a bit goes, it's just like, so it's just like you know, but they're all fucking great, you know. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I, I did find that we, we had a very brief chat before we came on where I was like, I don't have much <laughs> huge written down because it's just, like you say, it's just that it's annoying trying to write, oh, I love it when the guitars go, like you say. Yeah, it's tricky, but definitely it's it's like a lot of the album. It's an overall vibe, this, isn't aye, it? Aye, but, but that's it. it it's... Um, it's it's an in- I mean, although you know, I've talked about all my conflicting emotions when I first heard it as, as, as well. What I was was hearing when I you know I first heard this as well is that it sounds so again full. It sounds so full yeah. and so um, there's something about it, or you could t- tell there was something about it immediately. You know, this isn't it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, okay, I'll say I'd heard heard it before. You're similar things and all that but it just there was it, it, it kind of pulled you in and it was like oh this is alright okay let's go let's see what else it's got you know and and I think it's a good way of pulling you in you know I mean Sister Midnight you probably don't have to it's not a massive stretch to guess probably what that means you know see I, I might be an idiot here right when you're saying it's not too much to think what it's about what do you mean well no, see when it, th- this is the thing see when I'm starting to look, look at the lyrics here um Especially the bit with the father and the he gunned me, and he made yeah, the six the gun and all that. Yeah, mother was in my bed. I yeah. lo- lo- love to her and the so fact, yeah. I think I've got it wrong. I thought it was about sex workers, basically. You know, um, right? Uh, Sister Midnight is a good name for a sex worker. It is, but you know, because it was by midnight, about that time you go yeah. and like you're you're waiting till midnight to go and. You know, yeah. so Sister Midnight would be, <laughs> but actually, when I le- look at it, I think it's just somebody's he's sneaking off to try and be away. I think probably, Me. and then the, uh, the dad, dad's got to gun him down for, for doing it. <laughs> I always think that I mean, it's a it's a great opening track for this album. I think I think it's quite contained. Yeah, it sounds it's that kind of slightly a lot of the album is like that, isn't it? It's quite it's quite kind of what is it claustrophobic? It's quite tight together in it it's kind yeah of, I get I mean? that's quite insular Aye. it's definitely an inward album yep. as opposed to like fucking out there album Aye. it's Aye. definitely a more introverted album than than probably than some of the stuff he's done before for certainly mm-hmm. and then it powers on in nightclubbing which I would recommend listening to the uh, Grace Jones version just Aye, I probably will just so Aye. You, Aye. just because it's always worth a listen 
I mean, the, when I, before when I'm saying about this album being sexy and seedy, or I can't remember how you called it. Was it? It wasn't. You you said it was like filthy, sexy or something like that. Didn't I, you? Dangerous, can't remember. sexy, dangerous, sexy. <laughs> this is dangerous, uh, sexy, yep. isn't it? I mean, I I have never been to a nightclub right in my mm. life, but this and is in my head what a nightclub is like. Yeah. I think I'll be really disappointed if I went to the night cl- the local nightclub in my town. But ah, you need to go back in time, what- go to the seventies, and go to a nightclub. Then then it'll live up to your expectations. Yeah, I think. it's stu- like Studio Fifty Four or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But that's maybe more like it. But and when I think when this album came out, so I mean, Iggy was in the wilderness after like the Stooges for a lot of years. Eh? Mm. I mean, he was fucked with the drugs, mm-hmm. like like proper fucked with the drugs. And and I suppose that's where it's like the given take thing with the boy thing, where it's you know I know they always he's kind of he's kind of helped him out together. and stuff and he's kind of got him out the abyss a wee bit do you think, do you think? a bit yeah. yeah absolutely but I know I, 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 like I, I would say that he came out yeah, better but he yeah, came out yeah. better but um, but this is um, this is the certainly but I I don't know if I'm just putting too much into it but if I'm thinking if he's coming so they they recorded this in, in France trying to get clean you know the two of them right, they went right. to France and tried, they were trying to get clean off the, they didn't want to record it in LA or wherever it mm. I'm assuming LA and um, so they so they moved to I think it was the same way with, with Bowie when he went to the Berlin years eh, trying to mm-hmm. the albums to try and kind of clean himself up so I'm thinking coming it, it feels like that in this album that coming out of a shitty time it's not like we don't want to keep repeating myself, but we're like the, the Velvet Underground ground album that we listened to. You were in it, mm-hmm. the heroine. Absolutely. You were, you were, yeah, yeah. It was mm-hmm. that was what was going on. Where this album seems to be a wee bit stepped step back from, and it's a bit of an observation on Aye, all rather, that. rather than being in it, yeah, yeah, rather, rather than being in it. Eh? So, um, yeah, nightclub, isn't it wild? It's just. It's excellent. I mean, I mean, it was in- interesting when uh, that clip you sent me when he was talking about the old Roland uh, drum machine. You know, he put that yeah. beat in, and, and and boy, he was like, "I'm loving that on one of my albums." And uh, yeah, what you drill drums on? Uh, and, and I was like, yeah. "Well, you know, um, it's all right. It's my album." You know, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, the, but the drum loop, uh, and he was talking about um, when boy started playing the piano, put the one of the scary masks on. Yeah. You know, like Halloween masks and started playing like you know the kind of piano bit and the you know Yeah, then his assistant put it on <laughs> started and dancing about and I love all these wee anecdotes where I'm like <laughs> it helps me th- Yeah, help me picture being there, eh? Aye. And then he jumps in, goes out and obviously starts uh, coming up with some some uh, lyrics to it. Um Well, see see this song, uh, yep, CD I've got the word CD down here, um yeah. underneath my notes here. And I don't know how much you're how much you're aware of the the movie Taxi Driver. I haven't seen it. Right. I know about it and I know but I've okay. not no, never watched right. it. Right. This is this is describing it, to me this is like the opposite side of Taxi Driver. Right. Okay, so Taxi Driver um you know obviously De Niro playing Travis Bickle and Travis Bickle's driving about the streets of New York and he's kind of you hear the inside narration in his head. All the the cunts, the buggers, the scump, skunk pussies, and all that. No, he's looking out in the streets, and it's all the you know the the horrible lights and all that. You know, yeah. and, you know, and 
sleazy streets, basically, you know. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of like, you know, somebody should clean these streets up and all that, and his paranoia is taking over, etc. Uh, to me, this is everybody on the street that he's talking about. You know, it's like every, yeah. it sounds like everybody this that he's this got this describing. You know that you know that actually yeah. in the nightclubs and you know the way he, this comes across. And I thought oh, that's really cool. You're almost hearing the other side of the story. <laughs> I mean, but you yeah, know, um, I get that. Uh, so it's it's, it's it's actually kind of really interesting to me. But the droning sense, the the big heavy sounds and the guitars going ape shit as well towards the end it's like you know just gonna um and then when it comes back again and it's it's going it changes you know the the nightclub and it goes through that echo thing and when it comes back in at the end and then it kind of changes the way he sings it it's almost like an atonal almost like the he loses the melody with it as well you know, mm-hmm. um, no, there's a lot of melody in it because he's just gone now clubbing, you know, and just you know, but <laughs> you know what I mean. But it, it, it starts to come almost like even less musical, you know, and then he puts that, you know, the, with a big echo through it. Um, again, just just interesting, something different, you know. Um, nah. But that nah, when I heard this, I was like, ah, this is we're wrapping it up, you know, we're, we're you know, and and I thought this could be this could be one of my favourites. Um, first couple of listens, I thought, ah, this is really sticking out. Um, yeah. but uh, I and finding out that you know one of the albums that I've been listening to for thirty years now, Jesus, thirty years now, it had a sample from this song that I didn't didn't realise, you know. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. So aye, I I love just when you were saying about the you know looking out to all the scuzziness or what. <laughs> yeah. I always love that this uh, uh, that this song says whenever it's referencing anything, it's not like I'm walking into town. You know, I walk like a ghost. It's all we. Mm-hmm. It's we. It's yeah, we. Yeah. It's that kind of collect. It's it just it makes it builds that kind of. It's like a community scuzz. Yeah, yeah. If that, you know, <laughs> community um, of scuzz like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So if if a nightclub is anything, if if a nightclub is anything but this, I'll be vastly disappointed. <laughs> you know, so. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the one thing about his writing as well is the lyrics he writes, they're not big screeds and screeds. No, no, they're really they, not. They are almost, they are really poetic. They mm. are short. They they look when they look like poems rather than big long song lyrics or, or what. Um, and yeah, this is, this is a definite example of that where it's just that kind of repetition. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the, the I mean, the, the kind of power behind this, the power behind that beating that, that, Drum noise is wicked to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally. And I think you're talking you about know. the repetition in the, the vocal. That's probably implied by the, the, you know, the kind of basically looped grooves as well, you know? Because obviously yeah. Sister Midnight calling Sister Midnight, you know, and he repeats yeah. that a lot. He's obviously repeating nightclubbing because, the, the you know, the groove is repeating itself, you know, a lot. Yeah. So it's probably suggesting that to him, you know, as well. Yeah. So. so, fun time. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. One of my favourites. Do you love fun time? One of my favourites. Aye. One of my favourites. Fun yeah. day. You know, it's that big drone after they sing fun day. You know, yeah. just kind of really hits you. And then, even though all I bore for fun time, you know, I was like, what? what this, what's he singing there? You know, because at first it's all flanged and it's kind of weird sounding. And and then, all right, all I bore for fun time, right? Okay. Um, and I like the way he sings, because this is probably the first time I hear his voice sing gone, ah, right, okay, this is kind of like the Iggy, 
vocal delivery that I would kind of expect. You know, a wee bit. Right. He's a wee bit closer to that because he's kind of um, opening his voice up a wee bit more um, on this one. But it sounds really industrial as well. Really kind of really, really thick, and you know, with the drum machine, and it's just. I just I think it's just brilliant. It's it's short as well. Yeah, it's what's it two just under three minutes. Very or something. short. Something Very short, and it, it does pick up the pace a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the on in this one, and yeah, th- this is the first time I really noticed the backing vocals, and it is that yeah that that almost that um that beat of them, you know, fun. It, uh, almost yeah. that kind of kind of going through it. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I love the you know the talking to Dracula and, and, and his <laughs> yep. crew. You know, I'm just like, wh- wh- where am I? Because it's it's all about you know. Well, it says about going. I'm going to go get stoned and run around all aboard for fun times. Yep. And last night it was down in the lab. I don't I, I don't know what I'm, was going was on a lot, <laughs> a, a lot. But because um, my favourite bit though, like jumping back, is how it starts with a. Uh, hey baby, we we like your lips. Hey baby, mm-hmm. we like your pads. It's yeah. like it's just it's it's almost that <laughs> this might be like you might th- think what you on about, but it's almost romantic. There's o- there's almost a glamour to it, mm-hmm. it's the- and I think that is you know the thing with this this the fascination a bit with sleazy and and, mm-hmm. and dirty glamour. It's it's. There's a fine line between it being repulsive and kind of yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying, yeah, you yeah. know, and and that this album does that great, I think. Eh? I it's um, I it's I it's excellent, and uh, even the when it kind of changes, it's quite a sharp change, um, and it goes into these big ringing guitars. Uh, they kind of it breaks out the original groove for a wee bit, and they get these big guitars. It happens like once, and then it comes back into the main groove, and then I think it happens at the end as well um, but again it's just a real kind of stark change um, but it just sounds fucking fantastic you know just the album overall is pretty noisy and that's what I like about it I like noisy things you know so um, yeah. but a subdued noise it's a weird noise it's kind of like a controlled noise uh, if you want to call it that you know yeah I, I get that because um, I definitely listen to this up loud mm-hmm. You know, and you know the last few days when I've been playing it in my car, and and you know, like a fire up. There's one song I put even higher than everyone else, and then I have to turn it back down. <laughs> uh, I also think the the backing vocals, the me- the melody behind it, really. Um, this is what I'm saying about it. Kind of this the wee hints of softness, because really it co- you know it comes in with a hey baby, I like your lips and then it's like and then the fun time this one is as well as a couple other ones this is that it's not all hard and sleazy there's mm-hmm. a there is a softness where it's almost sounds um possible e- e- uh, possible i like that uh, yeah even i think even just fun time it sounds so innocent doesn't it fun it does. time <laughs> you know it's, what i mean so it does but it's yeah. fun time you know yeah then yeah, they're clicking fun, you know, they're singing fun, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah everybody having fun. <laughs> yeah. Their type of fun is probably a bit more dangerous, but it's still fun, you know what I mean? And yeah, and sounds possible. Sounds possible. And sounds possible. Aye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a tune, eh? Aye, it's, it's tune. excellent, it's excellent. No, not a bad song on this album, not a bad song. There isn't, I agree with you, 
hundred percent. Yeah, there isn't. doesn't lose you at all. I know there's not that many tracks to lose you on, but um... no, that's a no. It's, it's doesn't. There's not. There's not one that's that's. I, I don't like. And then on a baby. Hmm. I like this a lot. A lot. Um. And I've not got a lot of notes for, but I love the the wee kind of craftworky synths that uh, come in the grand. We can almost like can I almost that slightly harpsichord sound. Um, I'm assuming that's boy coming in with them and stuff. It just sounds fucking fantastic, you know. Um, and there's kind of bits of guitar, kind of just broken up guitar you hear in your ear when you listen to the earphones, just in the and I think it's the right ear, just kind of. You can't. You, that's the thing. You kind of say this riff, that riff, that it, it's not. It's just textures. A lot of this, you yeah. know. Um, and that ain't no. That ain't a bad thing at all, you know. I, I always think it starts so, so gentle way where mm-hmm. it's baby, don't you cry, baby, I'll sing you a lullaby. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, I'm listening to that and I'm thinking, it's that, that just that in isolation's like so so. Sweet, yeah, so uh-huh. so genteel, and mm. um, and I'm not a hundred percent sure what this song's about because you know if you look at the the, the lyrics, you know you're walking you're walking down the street of chance, uh, where the chances are always slim or none. I mean that's 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 art mad, uh, and then tensions unjust. I I I don't know exactly what that what that is and baby you're so clean please stay clean so I, I, I put a kind of gentle soft thing into this song and I might I might be completely wrong you know yeah yeah I just think it's such a good example with the conflict that I have with Iggy where it's like this I know he's well educated I know he's but I know he's wild uh-huh. man and, and I know he's it's that gentle that soft that Violence and it's 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 strange, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 I definitely put the. I think there's something beautiful about him. I've said said that to mm-hmm. you before. Where it's like even the album cover, he kind of looks like a a young boy in it. Ah, he does. That, yeah, you yeah, know, and yeah. he's kind of got that really youthful face. And mm-hmm. even like the al- the album cover for uh, Lust for Life. Of do, do you know the album cover for that? I ah, do. Yeah, one. yeah. We've got a big smile. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like quite sweet, but like yeah. kind of menacing in that yeah. as well, and and I I just put that into songs like this yeah. where it's I don't quite know what's going on, but I'm going with it, you know. Because that was that was an interesting thing. Um, you talk about lust for life. Um, I know we're moving away from this slightly, but I, I had a wee kind of skim listening to that next. I tried not to kind of lose focus on on this album, but I thought yeah. um, it's weird how much brighter it sounds. You know, uh, even Lost for Life, the song itself, it, it, the opens yeah. album, it sounds so much brighter compared to this really kind of dark and kind of you know dank kind of album that this is. You yeah. know, and this is kind of you know Lost for Life is really. I, I had no idea that Boy wrote that song as well. Like yeah. he, he wrote the well, must have wrote the, the full thing. So there you go. I, I that so even even in that itself was like wow, fucking hell, I had no idea. You know. Yeah. It's an anthem, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, a it's, 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 a, it's a fucking tune. It is, absolutely. You know? And then on to uh, probably one we'll speak the most about, China Girl Way. This has got the most music in it, I think, it's China the most, Girl. It's got the most, most going on. It. It's got the most yeah. going on. Um, and it's although it has got that kind of repetition of the, the, the particular guitar, but where it, how it kicks off, you yeah. know, the, the tune everybody knows for, from China Girl, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not the same as to that kind of um, 
like thunder and kind of the, the way mm. the juggernaut kind of sound a lot of the other ones a lot of the ones certainly we've listened to up in, in, until now yeah. now has uh-huh. and uh, you know I, I laugh I was I was reading something b- before we came on this and it was saying about how you know like Iggy could never have had that commercial success because he couldn't write a pop song and then I think Willie did write a mm, pop song he did aye yep because because boy made it uh like an, an abs- like a huge, huge, huge hit. I took his words, took his melody, you know, and yeah, I woke him up. I so totally. So, it, so it's a strange one for me. Just um, on this, a, 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 apparently, I did read at one point that he was improvising the lyrics, oh, right, which right. blows my mind. Aye, because you you can put a lot, you can put a there's a lot to talk about with the lyrics and what how oh, it reaches. I, I, I think that the the boy you know say that he says he he says it like. He come up with these lines on the spot that I just just from his head that I just it takes me ages just to think he won once and stuff you know, yeah, uh, absolutely wild. And um, there's something about this song that that is is just so hits something so special in me. And it is the it is the the volume of the the instruments being played mm-hmm. and being able to pick out different wee. Even down to the the glockenspiels, down to the xylophones, just wee tiny bits that you yep. pick up, pick up on. Uh-huh. Once he sings the the first verse, you know, there's a a guitar that's just it's almost like a muted just string noise, eh? Where it's like all the way through. Yeah, and on the guitar, ah, yep, all the way through. Yeah, I love that. I've got, I've actually got that in my notes. I accept Bowie's ver- uh, boy's version. I keep wanting to say Bowie, boy's version. Bowie, boy, whatever. I know, I know. Boat, you know? Um, <laughs> I, I accept it because it's a great song and I love hearing mm. the song and I, and I love hearing it. Uh, and he obviously made it much more commercial and sanitised it. and But he fucking ruined it. This is the thing, right? I never... Um, I never did any time for the song anyway um, yeah. before I even knew that, that another version existed. Right. You know, I was just like, whatever. Um, let's dance. You know, that era. And, I mean, that song, I've kind of grown to kind of think it's all right in later years. Let's dance yeah. itself. I'm like, ah, fair enough. It's just a pop song and it's pretty good and, you know, for what it is. But China Girl, I never, ever really... Nah, it still sits, just can just stay there back in 1983 or whatever it was, you know. Um, right. But see, when you hear this, <laughs> there is zero comparison. Yeah. Like zero yeah. compa- This is this is like a real song compared to that, you know. It, this is like a proper. And I know that sounds like fucking elitist, know that what is a real song and all that, but I mean, Jesus Christ, it's like Stock Aiken and Waterman produced the the China Girl. <laughs> Boy yeah. version, you know what I mean, compared to this, you know, absolutely. Because this is even even what you're saying. It's uh, this is like a real song. It's not only that; it's a fucking amazing mm-hmm. song. Yeah, it yeah. is dark as fuck. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it's talking about like kind of being tainted, corrupted by you know people being corrupted. Ben, infl- it's it's it's. Oh, it's just, it gives me chills listening to this song. It's, every time I've listened to it, it's gets get better. You know, <laughs> every, every time. Because um, I'm hearing more in it. And it just sounds massive. It sounds huge. Um, 
with all those layers on top. I think there's even gongs in there at one point as well, where it's just like you hear them in the background. I've not heard just, that yet. They're just, I will. They're just like, but they're, they're just, obviously they couldn't be too far up in the mix because it would just drown everything out. But I can hear them just hitting away um, as well. Um, I think they're throwing everything at it, and that's why it sounds so good. But you, you, they're throwing everything at it, but you've just got uh, Iggy. Again, he's kind of just his baritone, you know, he's kind of voice, you know, most of the time. And then when he gets into the bits that, oh, no. that when he when he goes, you know, no, the visions are swastika and my, you know. That I, is the bit that yeah, it changes. I, I totally. And it's strange that he gets to that point in the song where he's kind of, you know, he's singing, you know, the, the lyrics to China Girl and then it gets to the visions of swastika and it just goes into yeah. fucking orbit. Aye, you yep. know. <laughs> And then um, because it is because when his voice cracks up, his, his voice sounds fucking fantastic when it when it does that. I mean, I really I like that. I really really like his voice. I do. And it, even when he's singing low key and all that, but when it, when he opens it up into that bass, it's like I fucking. It's always like the 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 it distorts because he's singing so loud. Yeah, and he goes that scream. It's kind of almost like you know, you know, probably if you got the end of it, you know, the isolated track, it probably does distort. Um, but it, it, okay, sounds mad. It, he sounds great, and when it opens up like that, we we everything, and it's just get this, just there's just this brooding thing through the whole thing. You know, it just kind of it's almost like a, a would you say like a pulsing thing going on through the whole thing? Yeah. It's just like going like that through the whole thing. It's like, and then um, you just add more. It's almost like adding more into it, and the pulse is getting bigger and bigger. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's like absolutely. you're starting. It's almost like something's going to, it's basically going to take so much and it will just fucking explode. You know, it's just, yeah. you know, there's just so much getting added in. Um, but I, I, I think it's brilliant. Even, even when it, I love the way, in fact, it just comes right in. You know, the yeah. vocal just comes right in, the vocal just comes right in at the start of the, the, the song and then you've got that wee the, the glockenspiel thing in the background yep. um, which is but no it's, it's I think it's and there's the wee kind of descending harmony harmonised guitars at the end at the end of it as it fades out no uh, I can't remember exactly how the lick goes but it's like nah, 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 a wee descending thing down and nah, 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 yeah. it just repeats and repeats and then eventually it just fades out um, and there was bits of the bass that I was hearing um, and really, really nice bass runs and bass kind of like melodies in, in there as well. You're like, even the bass is getting in on the action as well. Do you know what I mean? It's so yeah. that, that seeing on the face of it, you would listen again. It's one of these ones in the face of it. You listen to this and think it's pretty low key, a pretty low key kind of song and all that. The way he sings and all that, but you, you actually pay attention to this song. That it's, everything's in it, like Every, yeah. fucking everything's in it. Um, <laughs> and it's probably it could be my favourite right now. Yeah, it's anyway, it's hard to go past it. I've got I've got a favourite, but this it's hard to go past it. This, this song, eh? And like you say, when it when it does open up, you know everybody knows the the the, the tune. I would imagine. Sure. More, more so yeah, from, yeah. from from uh, from from the Boya version, where it's where, but like you say, when it all opens up and. There's bits just I constantly hear where it's um you know there's the the do do no I'm gonna ruin it I'm gonna ruin it I'm too excited I'm get, I can feel it like in my stomach I'm like fizzing in my stomach um you know where it's you know there's the repetition of the bam barararara no, I'm ruining it um uh, but then you pick up there's like wee lead bits where hmm. it just the the guitar goes a wee bit wild with the with 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 the, with the different 
pockets of melody, but it's like you say, it, I like that um, expression where you're just saying that it can, it feels like it's going to implode in itself because I could listen to it on a loop, like I uh, said, yeah. for ages. Yeah, you almost, I can almost picture it at the end of a concert just keeping going. I uh, keep going, going. And yeah, even that wee yeah. guitar, like I was talking about, just plays on and on and on yeah. and on and then keep adding bits and yeah. Yeah. And then just aye, aye, yep. I mean, I mean, I. I, I did listen. I, I did listen to the the boy version. It was one that would get played. My mum probably pe- played it more, mm-hmm. you know, because the video was uh, the video was quite good. Uh, you know, it was. Oh, it's a playful thing and all that between yeah, him like, and the China girl. And uh, yeah, I can I can deal with that to a point. He, he, does he know do that dodgy thing though, where he does the thing with his eyes? He does. So he does. Sake, Forgot yeah. all about that. Jesus. I'm more like the. I think what intrigued me more as a kid was. The, the their faces, their interest, like mm-hmm. because it was a kind of closeness, and and the girl in the video was was lovely looking. So mm-hmm. it was that kind of it was more um, intriguing that That's way, kind of playful and all that, and they laugh yeah. at each other and all this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, but it, see, even more so now that I'm older, I'm almost more insulted by the that version because <laughs> you know, I mean the the lyrics in this, eh? I mean, most people know it, but. You know, I'll I'll give you television. I'll give you eyes of blue. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you a man that wants to rule the world. Even the, the use of like swastika and sacred cows ah, and yep. and the Marlin. You know, Marlin Brat. There's so many references, mm-hmm. um, and and even you know, I hear her heart beating loud as thunder. Uh, so the stars crashing. It's mm-hmm. it's it's intense. It's an yeah. intense song, mm-hmm. and it's 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 it's. it's it that it matches the lyrics and everything match much more in this version absolutely than it does with 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 that other famous more famous version. Um, aye, totally, hundred uh, percent. I mean, even, this is this that, is right. <laughs> aye, aye, this is this is this is the right version. I totally. Yeah. Um, but well, I think talking about Bowie, I suppose fast forward to like the the mid nineties because I remember. Um, on his outside album with that song called Hello Space Boy, um, which is a kind of industrial, kind of really dark industrial song, and then Pet Shop Boys remixed it and it turned into this kind of like, I think it's one of that documentary quite a lot, she's yeah. that, and they totally fucking took all the darkness out of it and just fucking turned it into a bass like a, Hello Space Boy. <laughs> just like, you know, so, so they got their own back, so, um, oh, for a gay, so there you go. Yeah, so, fair enough. Round, round, I'll, I'll tune, so. Yeah. <laughs> And and I know it's maybe ov- like really obvious, but I love you know it, the last bit when it's you know my little China girl says, "Oh Jimmy, just shut you shut your mouth," you know. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it was is a boy changes to baby or not or something. Or oh, baby, just, just shut, you shut. Yeah, it was uh, baby, wasn't it? Uh, Whereas it's just just that we. It's just I love it. Eh? Uh, Totally. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, just so, shut your mouth. That is good. Yeah, right. it's good, eh? Um, so yeah, I need to have a come down oh, now. So oh, yeah. Uh, oh. yeah. So that was that was the first side of the album. That's right. So right. Uh, so uh, it goes on to uh, Dum Dum Boys, which is one of the longest tracks on the mm-hmm. on the album. Certainly, that that and mass production are the two 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 long two ones. Eh? Yeah. So um, yeah, it comes back a wee bit, doesn't it? Aye, to kind of more familiarity from the start of the album and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But I, 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 you know, they start about happen to, you know, rock and all that, and how it happened to, you know, and it's like, you know, he went straight, you know, went back to live with his mum and he OD'd on alcohol and all this kind of stuff, and it's getting all the stories for the dumb, what happened to them, you know? Yeah. Um, and I like that, you know, how they used to stand outside the shops and all that. You could, you could just visualise it when he's talking about it, you know? And Yeah. I love the line, but <laughs> it's the way he sings it as well. <laughs> I was impressed. <laughs> no one else was impressed. <laughs> no, know? it was it was it's most impressed. Oh, it was because most it, impressed as a writer. And there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm no, on the line, so you know. Because I, <laughs> I, 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 I was most impressed. I no one else was actually. <laughs> yeah, it's like because I, I honestly think I need to use that line more. I need to say, oh, that's most impressive. I just need that more. Yeah, uh, uh, I need to put that into my vocabulary because it's just <laughs> it's awesome. Eh? Aye, totally. Um, even you know the the you know the catchy bit I suppose about this is the we were all singing and then he sings the da 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 you know the yeah. dum dum the you know it's it's um I suppose as close as you would get to like a catchy chorus you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I love that I was most impressed no one else was impressed not at all <laughs> aye and I, I, yeah. I, I like how it's like an always forgot how to be and stuff. You know, because they're not there anymore. He's kind of he's lost his he's no he's his compass is all shot and all that. You know, I, yeah. like, I like I like that kind of that kind of uh, idea. And and it is it's one fucking groove through the whole song for what is it seven minutes eight minutes or something. Yeah. This, um, yeah. And and at first I thought this is this could be arduous, but it doesn't. You just see if you just sit back and just just lock into the groove, man. You you're you're nodding away to it, man, and you're in it. You know, and, yeah. and just let yourself get lost in it. Yeah, and I'm glad you picked up on just that when we were laughing about about that line because for it being all these things that we've said, it is the dark and sleazy and mm. all this. It's 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 there's something really um um in, intriguing about it. Eh? Mm-hmm. It's not there. There's, there is a humour to it. It's not. It's not. It's not dark in the sense that it's like. Oh, it's really tricky to explain. It's not. It seems like an innocence thing. It seems more like you know, guys in the fifties hanging outside a shop. You know, but uh, this whole album, know. I'm meaning. All oh, right, sorry, right, right, all right, right, aye, know, aye. There is a kind of cleverness to it that it mm. is. It's quite but funny at times. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's mm. there's it's maybe quite playful at times on on some and a lot of sleaze, but. And in this in this song as well, and Dum Dum Boys as well, you know. There's not a lot to pick away at it, to be fair. But there's you know there's guitar things going on, um, again, in there that are just kind of texturized and, um, but, and actually, funnily enough, when it kicks in, with the the drums and the guitar comes in, um, it very much sounds it's so 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 weird. It very much sounds to me like Pink Floyd this same year. They had an album called Animals out in 1977, and the way it sounds just reminds me of one of the the songs and one of the breakdowns in one of the songs um, on that album. It's it's so weird, um, and because that particular album, Pink Floyd, it's, it's it's a more stripped back album. It's more it's them being a bit more. I you know I think I don't know if it's a reaction to the punk scene or whatever. They're just gonna right. let's strip it back a wee bit. Still still overblown songs and all that, but it's it's kind of. Um, it's a bit less produced, you know. So, right, uh, you know. So, I, uh, no, I just again, just 
Ah, it's a bit like Floyd. Um, I know Boy was a big Floyd fan, right enough, but um, I don't suppose that was anything to do with it. To be honest, I think it was just a fluke, you know, just kinda, right. Yeah, so maybe similar at the time. Or ah, just it, what exactly. Was going on that, that's it. Just caught, just caught the zeitgeist eye, basically, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, second to last track, Tiny Girls, and I'll tell you straight away, it's just my favourite. Just your favourite. Yeah, absolutely. So this is this is uh, you've got the soft sax leading and that that's that's that is that is Wild. really I never really picked up on it until today like properly right. um I, I knew it was there but I didn't really lock into it and it was yeah. today and then I just I just I just locked in it and just followed I'm assuming it's the uh, boy playing the sax yeah it is, and yeah. I just followed followed it I was like oh, that's really good and then when he starts singing it goes into the big you know, was he? Yeah. When he started, I think it was just really kind of just to introduce uh, a guy starting to sing. Aye, I, I, that opening sax thing is is really well played, really really well played, and just just sounds really really nice. And I'm listening to this song, and when I first heard it, I was like, I've heard this before, but I hadn't. Uh, there's a '60s song uh, called "The Way of Love." Um, I think I, I looked it up because I thought, what's what's the deal with this song? And it, I think it was wrote in 1960, and it was originally a French song, so it was in, Fre- in the French language. Okay. And it got translated to English to the way of love. And apparently, Cher did it in six, 1966 or something. She did a, right. a version of it, but it's the melody of it is the same the way he sings. Okay. It's the same the same melody. Something similar to that, you know. I was like, I've heard that, you know, and then so it's just one of these weird coincidences, but it's just I was like it was doing my head and I was like, What is that song? And I I'd rack my brain and eventually I found it and I listened to it and I went, Aye, aye, definitely a similar melody, but um So the 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 because I looked, I was looking up at, um, I was, I was looking up this song. Was it, was it an accident? I think it was because I didn't look up the meaning of any other songs, but I found the meaning of this. Um, right. I think it was song meanings, you know, dot com or whatever the hell yeah. it is, you know. And this song was in it. I must have been just like a Google search or something, you know, for something else to do with the album. But I clicked on it, and and it was like also people commenting, like fans, to say what they think it means, and obviously, and um, and they were talking about the fact that. It's basically someone fed up with their girlfriend, wife, because they're, you know, and then they go and see somebody, see get a girl that's younger, but turns out the girl's just as <laughs> the same as their wife, uh, their girlfriend, yeah. you know, um, that kind of thing. So, aye, it's, it's quite a kind of dated concept and all that, but, you know, in terms of, like, you know, all women are the same type of thing. But, um, but in terms of the song, I think the song's, I think it sounds, I think it sounds great. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I get what you mean uh, by today's standard. It might be strange. I just, I, I don't see it as any. I, I, you just I heard that that thing is you heard it at a time, right? And it didn't mean that to you. And it's that whatever that meaning was originally, it's just stayed with you. Sometimes it happens. I get that as well. I'm I'm listening. I'm listening to songs, and I'm like, yeah, I know objectively this could be dodgy, but you know for whatever reason. But do you know what? No, I'm saying I'm listening like fucking like Nazi music or anything. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean. But you're thinking that you know I heard it at a time. It's kind of stuck with me, and it, I've got my kind of I built yeah. my thing with it. You know, that's that's not probably the thing that other people see objectively. Yeah, I get if you can if you take it if you were to look at the lyrics and stuff, you would you could you could see it's. Um, 
it's maybe a bit problematic. Yeah, yeah. but I just, I I really don't take it like that because Mm -hmm. how many times have, I mean, I I must say where, you know, I've maybe been out with one guy and then I go out with another guy and, oh, you're just all the same. It's like, it's just a throwaway thing. Yeah, it's like, of course, of course, it's it's Mm. bullshit. It's no, um, Mm. it's, it's more. Aye, it's been to me. It's just been fed up because it's like mm. and just done with it or done with that. Whatever mm. he's going through, because I mean, I mean, it starts off yeah with the with the the big mad saxophone, which blows me away because it's like it it's it's not um it's not out of place on the album mm. at all. But it's it's oh it's strange, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it, it comes in and it, you know, the day begins, you don't want to live, you know, because mm-hmm. you can't believe you're in the one you're with. I mean, it's, Aye. it's, uh, I mean, like, it's a short song. So if you'll indulge me for a minute, I'll, I'll, I'll read the whole thing. Eh? So, um, you know, after, uh, well, the day begins, you don't want to live because you can't believe in the one you're with because you know her tricks and you know her past. When she makes a face, you just have to laugh. And you feel like such a know-it-all when you only want just a tiny girl. So good. <laughs> and you hope she'll sing. So you turn around towards the tiny girl who have got no tricks and who've got no past Yeah, That's what you think. And you hope she'll sing. Uh, but she sings of greed like a young banshee and she wants for this and she wants for that. Now, what did you think? And that's it. <laughs> aye, it's not as if it's like, aye, it's, it's not overtly... Aye, I know what you're saying. Absolutely, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's... I don't know if it's a shortness track on the album, but mm. it's certainly sandwiched between two of the longest, so it's, it feels quite it's short. Three minutes it's saying here, maybe I think. Oh, is it? So, so, yeah, so it's yeah. not the it's not the shortness. Bit, bit and then, the but then it goes into a kind of big instrumental bit towards the mm. end. So, so the 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 lyrics are are condensed to to, to that to that um, start. But so when when I listen to it and it gets to the point uh, at the end where it says, "Now, what did you think?" I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it almost feels like it needs another. I need to know what happened. What happened? That happened next? Yep, yep. You know, so you're sick of it. And did just, they did the, you go back to your girlfriend or your wife? Yeah, or is that, so <laughs> But no, I think that is a part of the beauty in it, where yeah. it's just like uh, this is this is just a wee fracture, a wee moment in, in in time. And because um, that's the thing. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I, it was the the, the line came in. It's like. <laughs> It's like, bro, you know, you said that. It's, it's like, bro, you might open a song when the day begins and you don't want to live. You yeah, know? so he's already you know, fucking fed up. Even with... just, just before you get any further, just, that's a great way to open a song when the day <laughs> begins. And the way he sings it, because like I said, that crooner voice in my head, you know, that kind of croonery, it's 60s cr- singer. You know, uh, when the day begins, you don't want to yeah. live. You know, it's kind of like... You know. It's so true. and Because it, it's smooth and the big saxophone uh-huh. comes in and it is that kind of slinky... Um, slinky feel to it. Mm. It is that kind of prowling cat-like sound, where it's uh, yeah. And I mean, uh, the just the the reference to tiny girl. I mean, I don't know what a tiny girl is. I mean, people are saying people in that forum poster what have wrote that it's a younger girl. I mean, it might. <laughs> I don't know, but 
but you hope she'll sing. But then she does shing, sing and she sings the lead in Banshee and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's <laughs> just exactly. that. It's like that. Aye. You didn't know what you want. It's it's all shit. It's just... <laughs> and, and I can 100% relate to that. So if it's if it seems outdated or what, to me, it's, to, it's totally relevant. Well, what, what's interesting is um, reading that and thinking, I was like, oh, all right, okay, that's, that's maybe a bit negative. But I, I didn't actually really properly look at lyrics, just the ones I heard. You know, um, about being greedy and all that, and I thought, oh, hi, maybe, maybe they're right. But having read through them with you, you read them out, and I read, I was actually looking at them as you were reading them out as well. I, I think it's, I think it's open to interpretation, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. Um, and I'm not saying I'm sure that sh- sh- sure there is shit that Iggy's done, and I'm, I'm sure there would be people oh, aye, ready, aye. <laughs> you know, yeah, just the life we fucking lived. I'm aye, sure he's aye. on a cancel list somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Thought, but, I think everybody um, in the seventies is in the cancel list. They were, yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I can find it more acceptable somehow because this is a great album. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, the last one on this uh, mass production. I like this. Yeah, I like this too. Um... I mean, the, the the intro, the big foreboding synths and all that, the start and all that before it even really kicks in, and they're all kind of industrial sounding and kind of like um, cold sounding as well, yeah. you know, just just kind of um, just brilliant. I mean, that's the stuff on like low, the second side of low. I love, yeah. you know, you know, um, you know, and and obviously in heroes to a, to a degree as well. Um, you know, so he's doing a bit of that. You know, obviously influenced by the, you know the, you know the kraut rock stuff and all that as well in this album and 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 craft work. You know, and so you could tell yeah, the Ger- Germany's had an influence on him. You know, yeah. um, and uh, but I um, it's, it's the big kind of the drums come in. It's that big kind of ominous synth riff. I think it's just just brilliant and then I think you've got these kind of out of tune synths in the middle section that just like they all fucking go out of tune and sound yeah. all fucked up and you know what I think they sound like mind that toy you had when you were wee you uh, turn it one way and turn it upside so down it's like wow, wow. Wow. yeah all the way upside down it's, <laughs> like so, it's always like that because uh, he's using the pitch wheel quite a lot isn't he kind of bending yeah. the notes and all that um, um, but I'll, I like uh, I like the whole concept of mass production and 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 it it to me this is why the way I I, I got it is he's he's kind of fed up with you know basically clones of a particular woman you know he's basically seeing the same woman all the time and he wants something different you know because it's basically mass production the production line yeah. all the women look the same you know and then this one doesn't you know and she's kind of yeah. new and um and uh. And but I like at the end where he kind of flips it around on himself, you know. I say, you know, I give me a number of a girl almost like you with legs almost like you, you know. Um, and you're nothing new, you know. But I want something like you, but not quite like you, you know that kind of thing. It's at the end when he says, "I'm almost like him. I'm almost." So he's almost saying, "I'm no, I'm no, I'm I, almost like saying he's a clone himself, almost, you know. I'm no, yeah, I'm not quite, that. you know." So he's kind of throwing it back on himself. I quite like that. Uh, and I, I like I like that concept of mass. But it's like it's it is like that. You're not like the other girls, or you're not like the other guys, and then you are like the other guys, mm-hmm. and then like it is that. Uh, it, aye, it does raise that kind of individuality. But then we're all there's all something similar. It's a weird. Of course, aye, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We are probably more same, similar than we are different, you know, and 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 
in every sense, you know. Um, same insecurities, you know, same kind of, you know, yeah. just look a wee bit different, you know. Um, but even I'm buried deep in mass production. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, you know? it's good, eh? Um, you take on that what uh, you want to. <laughs> but I, I really like it. I think it's, um, it's kind of, again, another eight and a half minutes uh, long, but yeah, again, the, the synths and stuff and just the kind of, the kind of overall weight of it um, is great. And the, and the fade out is, it's kind, of, it's kind of ominous as well. Can kind of, I have say dangerous again? <laughs> you know the way it kind of fades out. Um, um, the the whole album, I suppose, essentially. But, um, aye. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm glad you 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 can see the importance of an album like this. Absolutely. And where it kind of it's it's a good, you know, you can see where it came from with the, with the, some of the stuff that went before it. Particularly around the scene, and mm-hmm. then uh, even for for Iggy with the Stooges and kind of where he went with the drugs, and then with the, with this album, and um, and then the influence it's had after. I yep. mean, it's for a six years old. Forty six year old, jeez. That's you know. I'll be almost forty seven now, actually. Yeah, because that's two thousand twenty four now. So four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jeez. I mean that's um, yeah, uh, um, yeah. It's, it's it's interesting to see that in the context of a lot of the music we like mm-hmm. and um, come after. I mean, like you're saying with Joy Division, I, I love Joy Division, and and when it's even suggested, you know, I was reading you you mentioned them at the start there as well, and I and I, and I read that I thought oh, it makes total sense, you yeah. know, total sense that you know they would they would love this album, you know. Um, it, and like you say, when you mentioned uh, Kraftwerk and stuff like that in there, and, and it's a, that's a band I, I love, and it's aye. yeah, absolutely, it's 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 it makes me see what it is that I'm attracted to and a lot mm-hmm. of the music I like because yeah. it's just it's branches of the uh, a lot I think, a lot of similar things. Aye, it's it's like you're saying. I think I think you know, coming back to the the boy thing and and boy, what boy was shrewd. He was clever. Um, because he absorbed all these different scenes and genres and all that, you know, craft Absolutely, work. Absolutely, yeah. You know, even Tangerine Dream, you know, as well. This, the, <sighs> that stuff is fucking outstanding, you know. That synth work is just... I could listen to that shit all day, you know, and just lose myself in it, you know. Yeah. Um, but he's hearing all that as well and pulling into to his music. Um, and I think, to, I think he's t- taking a lot of risks as well, I think, in fairness to him, you know. Um, around about this time, obviously having the whole second side of low, just being instrumental and just being synths yeah. and all that. At a time when he, you know, his trajectory was was still on the up, you know, and to yeah. take risks like that. So, but um, coming back to, I know we're talking about Boy a lot, but but coming back to Iggy, um, I'm, I don't think I'm done with him. I don't think, Good. and I and I know, obviously, I know. The boy was heavily involved in this album, and I know, like you say, we don't work with other people later on. And um, but even even just skim skim listening to Lust for Life, I was like, aye, there's there's stuff on here that I'm yeah. I'm interested in. I know Passengers is on it, and I didn't realise it was that guitarist, that Scottish guitarist that wrote that song. Um, it was so see seeing the footage when in that Dinah Shore show, yeah, when they're playing and he's introducing the band and his and the guitarist, he said that's uh, Ricky Gardiner is the name of the guitarist. So he was a guy with a beard that he kind of like in. So he's from Edinburgh. Apparently, I just looked. Right. I, I looked him up earlier on, but he's credited as as the sole composer of the Passenger. Right. So he he wrote 
that so again that's a huge song for 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 Iggy as well you know that absolutely you know that's on that album and and so even even these wee these wee things you know um, yeah there's loads of wee nuggets there's loads to 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 poke into we are aye, totally and, and and like like I was saying that the album with uh, with Josh Homey he you know it was I remember them being on Joe's Holland if I mind right with it and mm. you know so there's aye, it's still there's 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 definitely more to to go into well, aye, aye. yeah, yeah. You know, it, 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 he is just that kind of character. I think mm-hmm. we're kind of fascinating guy like that. Eh? Um, aye, totally. You know, so I, I will, I will definitely. I, I'll probably just go straight on to Lust for Life. And, yeah, and, and just, it makes just, sense. And it makes sense. And then aye, and even like some of the Stoogy stuff because you like aye. a wee bit more hardcore stuff. So it's, yeah, I go back to the know, I, I, the week yeah. and I, I, I we listen almost like. Ten years before, you know, oh, doing I the totally. stuff, eh? Aye, totally. Um, so I was, uh, I the week kind of uh, listen as well, kind of similar to uh, Lost for Life, the week kind of skimmed through some of the, the studio stuff, and and I noticed that I didn't realise that Raw Power had a few different mixes as well. You've no. got a Bowie mix and you've got an Iggy mix and stuff, so they have obviously mixed it in different ways and things like that. So that's interesting in itself, no. you know. Um, but. But I know I've really, I really thoroughly enjoyed this, and you know, talk, you talked about REM challenging you. Nah. This challenged me, but for a totally fucked up reason, you know, because <laughs> of my own, my own preconceptions and hang ups of David Bowie. To be honest, it's nothing to do with Iggy Pop. Actually, nah. it was it was to do with him, and and but getting beyond it and just going, stop being a dick and just listen to the album, and it's fucking Good. great, you know. So and it's and it's. It's one of the best David Bowie albums there is, you know, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I like that. I like that. I mean, it's good. It's probably better than you just saying. It was amazing that you, it did challenge you in some ways. I suppose that's the that's what you really I, love that's it. The thing. I thought, I'm going to come on here and I'm going to sound like I'm trying to be interesting or something, you know. You know, this no, is, the, you know, I know, and this is what I thought. And, you know, I'm not, I just, I just, I'm just a dick. That's, that's what it is. I just... <laughs> I, I attach so much baggage to music it's just no real at times but what's good about this what's good about the podcast as we say a million times is it tries to eliminate that that shit and stuff absolutely and, and, Which and get has... you just to enjoy music you know yeah. you know one last thing I've, I've got to add to this is when I told my dad Big Rod that we're, we were um, recording this and we were mm. doing it on the idiot I was like, what, so what's your thoughts? What, tell me what you're thinking. And he goes, he kind of looked into the distance, like, like <laughs> all fatherly and all that, eh? With his long hair, <laughs> flipping his hair. And he, um, he says, right, and I'll try and word this as best as I can because I'm sure he was a lot more eloquent than me. But he says, you know, I often think throughout my life, um, and then he kind of looked off and he's like, for example, I was out in Edinburgh last week and paid £7 for a beer. And I'm like, right. And he goes, and it gave me moments of pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. He says, I spent two fifty in this in 1977. It's given me 46 years of pleasure, eh? <laughs> ah, and I'm like, oh, he goes, that's how I rate it. And I'm like, and that's all he said. He could have said everything. He could have picked apart. He'll know this album, like, because he was there at the time. And this is obviously his kind of scene mm-hmm. in his bag. And he could have told me anything. He could have said, oh, what about in this when this happens? But to me, it kind of just summed up everything. Uh, fucking yeah, that's what it is. It's, Aye. He just loved it, right? and he still loves it, and you know, and um, aye, so it's a nice wee connection there, eh? Brilliant. No, superb, man. It's, uh, wow. 
250. Yeah, a wee bit deep. Whatever it was. Uh, Thropney or whatever it was. I don't <laughs> I know. Like, no, I think, I think, so, I think aye, decimalisation had happened. I think it was 71, 72 that came in. Right. So I think it would have, would have been normal pence. The, the pence uh, that we, we know about anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So aye, over to you, David. Aye, I'm struggling. Um, not because I've not got any albums I can get you to listen to, but it's kind of... I'm probably going to have to go safe now. Okay. I thought about going out there. I thought about, you know, just just giving you something that I know you probably won't like, but just just, just for, for just, <laughs> just just to get a laugh at how you you what you think of it, you know. Yeah. But then that's that's kind of not really what I want to do. Um, we'll maybe do that for fun. Maybe we should do that, right? See, at one point we'll give each other an album we think well that you'll you'll fucking hate this. Why yeah, I've got do... a couple I could give you. Aye, why don't we do that? We'll do that for like nah. a, a wee swap over at one point. Nah. Just, to, just, for, just for fun. Nah. Um, aye, so I thought I even thought about Pink Floyd because I know you said you, you had nah, I thought about that and I thought, hmm, is that a chance? Is, is it time? Then I thought, nah, it's not. And then there's a few other more folky things that I thought about. I've turned away from them. Then I went to kind of post hardcore stuff and then I went nah but I kind of glitchy hip hop stuff and then I went nah so I've kind of <laughs> I've kind of went all over the place and I'm just settling on Bjork right okay this and, is risky and you can tell me because you've probably heard a few yeah. things um, homogenic no I haven't listened to homogenic good homogenic is my I album. like Volta's big for me eh Oh, one of the later, later on ones, yeah. yeah later yeah. album, yeah, yeah. that kind of, and and our the first album that was, I used debut, to my mum, yeah. I yeah debut. I used to mum, I used to come in and say, I want my hair like her, and also <laughs> quiet video. So my mum used to put my hair in wee top knot things. So so <laughs> yeah, but I haven't listened to this one. There'll be songs on it you'll probably recognise. Yeah. Um, one or two anyway um, but this is arguably my favourite Bjork album right. um, it's her third album um, and came out in 1997 and uh, yeah I just think it's fantastic and to be honest I'm kind of glad I've suggested this because it's been too long since I've listened to it yeah, I so get it's going to give me an excuse to, to, to listen yeah, to I it yeah I like that yeah yeah <laughs> the day it did that for a wee bit is me ah, although I know it's one of my favourites it, it was it's been too it was long. a great excuse to, <laughs> to, to proper listen to it no I like that I'll enjoy that that's um, and I feel good to actually offer a, a, a female artist for, a <laughs> <laughs> for the first time in like like eight Chances or something, or nine chances or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, no, this is this is argu- arguably my favourite um, favourite of Bjork. I, I like uh, that because I, I I got a wee bit obsessed with Bjork just a couple months ago when I'd read an article. It was to do with the f- fishing in in Iceland and how she was, and you know, even just reading their interviews, I'm like, God, there's there's wow, aye, you there's, know, there's energy, there's those kind of. She is unique, you know, I think that's yeah. the thing, you know, there's no nobody like her. You know? And you know, I, I like to buy into that that ah, as well, totally. eh? I like the, the, a bit of the theatre and the the, uh, aye, the the stuff I'll never be. Aye, aye. And that's the thing, the thing with Bjork, especially in, especially in um, later days and all that, sometimes it can be, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about 
you know, even in the idiot, you know, I mean, I mentioned it at one point, you know, it, you know, again, he starts singing atonal and almost like there's no yeah. melody. Bjork's like that a lot of time in yep. recent, recent stuff. It's it like, hard it's like there's no melody here, you know, it's just, yeah. she's just speaking words here and it's, and there's a wee odd <laughs> kind of wee, uh, or, or something like that, you know. So yeah. it can be, it's, it's, it's more, she's more experimental now than she's ever, ever been. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you think about Homogenic, Homogenic's like a fucking top 10 album, you know, it's like compared to yeah. what she's doing now. Um, so it's far more accessible, um, but still to me, still very adventurous in many ways, and and our voice is fantastic on it. I think it's just it's just beautiful on it. And, I love um, that and nineties so. album. It's my ah, bag yeah, and all yeah. that. So I like that. Oh yeah, expand this way. So, right, I'm in. I'm in. Right, good, excellent. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to to um, talking about this. So yeah, that's us. Thank you for listening to our take on Iggy Pop's idiot, and we'll. Catch us next time for Bjork. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Goodbye.